Okay, I would invite you to pray with me as we prepare to listen to God's word uh, for us this day. Gracious and holy God, uh, oh, how we long for peace around us and within us, Lord. And so as we come to this time uh, where we get to uh, stop, and quit listening to all the noise that surrounds us in the world and just train our ears, our eyes, our hearts upon you and your word. Um, God, speak to us. Help us uh, have hope enough to imagine that table of peace we just spoke about. <coughs> Remind us of your love for us that ensures us a place at it. Inspire us uh, to serve you in the world by serving one another, making sure there is room at that table for all. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. So before we dive into the text today, I just have a quick word about um, the first piece of scripture we're going to read. It's from the book Baruch. Um, I was a good Presbyterian growing up, which meant I was made to memorize, like, nothing. Like, we were not into memorization as kids. Um, who were Baptists in the room growing up? I'm guessing if you were, you maybe memorized a thing or two. Because I went to my friend's Baptist VBS, and the goal of the week was for us to know all the books of the Bible. And if we got to the end of the week, we got a button with a star on it. And y'all, I'm a girl that loves the gold star. So you better believe I memorized all the books of the Bible that week. Um, Baruch, if you are one of those people, is a name you will not recognize from that list of all the books uh, that you memorized as a kid. And it's because it, it comes from the Apocrypha, um, which was part of the canon in Jesus' time. It would have been all the way up to the Protestant Reformation. Um, and then when there was that divide in the church, uh, for reasons we are not even going to begin to try to understand, uh, the Protestants, our version of Christians, right, um, did not include the Apocrypha in the canon, but uh, Roman Catholics and Orthodox Christians continue to include it in their canon. And we're going to listen to a piece of scripture from it today, um, from the book of Baruch. Baruch was thought to be a scribe of Jeremiah, so he comes out of Jer Jeremiah's prophetic tradition. Um, his book is um, a, po a poem that really speaks uh, to the reality of the Israelites as they were living in exile and the hope um, to be moved um, from exile. So let us listen um, as the Spirit of God moves through the word of Baruch and uh, the Philippians today. Baruch chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Take off your morning clothes and oppression, Jerusalem. Dress yourself in the dignity of God's glory forever. Wrap the justice that comes from God around yourself like a robe. Place the eternal one's glory on your head like a crown. God will show your brilliance everywhere under heaven. God will give you this name by which to be called forever. The peace that comes from justice. The honor that comes from reverence for God. Get up, Jerusalem. Stand on the high place. And look around to the east. See your children gathered from the west to the east by the Holy One's word as they rejoice that God has remembered them. 
and now from Philippians. I thank my God every time I mention you in my prayers. I'm thankful for all of you every time I pray, and it's always a prayer full of joy. I'm glad because of the way you have been my partners in the ministry of the gospel from the time you first believed until now. I'm sure about this. The one who started a good work in you will stay with you to complete the job by the day of Christ Jesus. I have good reason to think this way about all of you because I keep you in my heart. You are all my partners in God's grace, both during my time in prison and in the defense and support of the gospel. God is my witness that I feel affection for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. This is my prayer, that your love might become even more and more rich with knowledge and all kinds of insight. I pray this so that you will be able to decide what really matters, and so you will be sincere and blameless on the day of Christ. I pray that you will be filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes from Jesus Christ, in order to give glory and praise to God. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Together, we are imagining what it means to house the holy, to consider our hearts, our lives, our church, an inn meant to welcome Christ in, just like that first one in Bethlehem did all those years ago. Last week, we talked about making room for the honored guest, and this week, we come to another central act of hospitality, offering a place at the table. So as you heard in the prayer time, this weekend, we are in the midst of moving my grandmother, Myrna, from Topeka, to an assisted living apartment near us in Gardner as we prepare for my parents' retirement in May when they will start spending their winters in Texas near my sister. As part of that move, our family's dining table that first sat in the Perry family's farmhouse of my great-great-grandparents and was the table I grew up gathering around in my grandparents' home now sits in my house. Well, if I'm being honest, it's currently in the garage, but we're getting there. It's a table I talked about at our Harvest Table concert earlier this year because it's a table for four that has leaf after leaf after leaf that can be added to it, expanding to create place after place after place around it. It's an image Jesus offers us in scripture in more than one place. The kingdom of heaven imagined as a banquet table where there will be room for all. As the prophet Baruch imagines, when the kingdom comes, no more will any people live in exile. There will be no need for mourning clothes. Oppression will be shed as we will wrap ourselves in God's justice instead. God's children will be gathered from the east and the west to sit at God's table to take their place in God's kingdom, where the peace that comes from justice 
will be finally and fully realized. In Philippians, Paul is speaking to the church as they are at the beginning of the same era in which we find ourselves. That time we focus on in this season of Advent, this in-between time, as we await the day of Christ Jesus, when we, like the Philippians and Paul before us, are meant to be partners in God's grace as we lean and live towards the kingdom that will come. Paul is praying for the Philippians as they await the coming of Christ. And as we hear his prayer anew today, I imagine it is God's prayer over us. Paul prays that our love might become more and more rich with knowledge and all kinds of insight so that we might be able to decide to discern what really matters so that we will be ready for the time when Christ returns. There is something here at the intersection of love, justice, and peace that our scriptures are speaking to us today. Peace will only come when justice is realized for all people. I deeply believe this to be true. I also deeply believe that the fuel that is necessary for the work of justice in our world is love. Too often, work for justice that has different fuel at its center ends up going awry. And in other instances, when love is absent, we have no motivation to work for justice at all. It is when we come home to the love of God for ourselves that our hearts are open to the love of God for our world. And we realize what really matters. And out of our love for God, our love for God's people, for God's creation, we will become partners in God's grace. We will join in the work for justice, working to house the holy, to create a place at the table for all of God's people. When the Babylonians conquered Israel, uh, they took the people into exile. They removed them from their homeland so that the Israelites would forget who they were. The conqueror's purpose in taking them away from their land and dispersing them throughout another was to cause them to assimilate to the ways of Babylon, to take on its foreign language and culture as their own, to forget who they were, to forget whose they were. So many of us live in exile today. The culture of our own time works in more subtle ways for the same purpose. We forget that we are beloved children of God. We forget that we belong to God and to one another. We forget the inheritance of grace that has been so freely given to us. We forget that we are called to share of that grace just as generously. We forget who we are. We forget whose we are. 
we lose sight of what is most important and spend our lives focused on what will matter little after we are gone, or worse yet, spend our lives pitted against the people who are meant to sit at our right and at our left at the table in the kingdom of God. I am convinced, like deep in my bones, at the like bottom of my belly, convinced that the love of God we have come to know in Christ Jesus our Lord is what will save us. It is that love that helps us remember who we are. It is that love that helps us see one another clearly. It is that love that fuels the fire in the fight for justice. It is that love that will lead us toward peace as justice is realized. It is that love that has set the table. It is that love that will lead us there as we come from east and west to take our place in the kingdom of God. As we await that day, we are meant to be agents of God's love, justice, and peace in the here and now, which means we are meant to help exiled people, our own exiled hearts, find their way home. Home to the hope, peace, joy, and love of our God. So I want to share with you today a commercial that is meant to get us to all go out and buy Chevrolets. It's an effective piece of marketing, especially for this girl whose grandpa always drove a Chevy truck. But it is also more than that. It is a, glim a glimpse of one very particular form of exile and how by God's grace, in the middle of a good day, the love of one helps another who has forgotten remember. In her remembering, she gets to take her place at the table of love and joy that is set for her and the peace that comes for her and her loved ones in that moment is palpable. Let's watch. We got you a present. Let's make today a good day. 
ease, Tracy. Yes, ma'am. And don't be too wrong. This year, right? I wonder if it'll snow. Never seems to snow as much as it used to. Oh, shakes from Bittersweet Cafe. Saginaw. You were actually born in that house. Here's your old high school. That I could wish for you. Bill. My first horror movie. I'm not sure Mom ever forgave you for that. We put the whole lot of you in the back of this thing. Yeah. That's right. Me, Chris, Jeff, Bill. Jeff is a troublemaker. This is where he first kissed you. No. I kissed him. He was far too shy. Bill, I need to see Bill. Oh, uh, he can't do the dinner alone. Sunshine, almost all the time. Step, you got it? I do. You have, I have it? it? All right. I have it. <laughs> You've always been the clever one. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> oh. Merry Christmas. Let's go. Let's go in. A day that I could give you. I'd give to you. A day just like today. 
any of us that have walked with people who are battling dementia know um, that there are no like light switches you can just automatically turn on. Um, but there are these moments, right? Um, they just spontaneously happen um, where uh, love and connection happens. And it takes showing up, right? And being present um, and showing love day after day after day um, so that those moments can happen. Y'all, there are so many forms of exile alive in our world today. So many ways we and others around us forget who we are, forget whose we are, and are excluded from the table or left on the outside. The story of this grandmother with dementia could be the story of an oppressed immigrant, an overworked parent, a person left homeless as a result of mental illness or drug addiction or minimum wage. It could be the story of a refugee fleeing their country's violence or an incarcerated brother or sister forgotten and given up on. The story of one who is trying to consume or buy their happiness or one who has buried their pain so deep they spend their days numbing it one way or another. Friends, there are so many ways to find ourselves exiled, unable to remember who we are, to whom we belong, far from the table of God's grace, God's kingdom that is meant for us all. Our journey home to that time when leaf after leaf after leaf will be added to this family's table begins with love. The love that moves us to reach out and connect with one another, the love that moves us to work for justice, the justice that is the only hope for real and true and lasting peace. It is love that will lead us home to the table of peace God longs for us all. Amen. Amen.